Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm David Hepworth. And I'm Mark Ellen. We met at a gig in Manchester in 1977. And we began a conversation about rock and roll that night. Which has been going on ever since. For the last 15 years, that conversation has continued in the Word in Your Ear podcast. It's not a serious conversation, but it does cover the things that matter. The haircuts, the tacks, the tours, the trousers. If you share our conviction that rock and roll can be magnificent and hilarious at one and the same time, then join us wherever you get your podcasts. How does a free case of beer sound? I can think of nothing better than being ambushed by some delicious craft beer. Grab a case for free, courtesy of our pals at Beer52, by going to beer52.com slash spurs and covering the postage cost of just $5.95. Beer52 is the biggest beer club in the world. Each month they send their members a case of beer from a different part of the world, and this month is an absolute belter. Their great European road trip case takes in the best beer from across the continent. Try a crisp, refreshing Pilsner from Norway's Lervig Brewery and a monster 7.5% double IPA from Sweden's Duges Brewery. On the dark side this month, there's a smooth coffee stout from Copenhagen's Tool. There's also beer from Croatia, Poland, Germany, Serbia and Austria, amongst others. If dark beer is not your thing, you can choose the light-only case. Also included is the ever-insightful Ferment magazine and a couple of tasty snacks. Even if after all that you're still unsatisfied, you can simply pause or cancel at any time. That's www.beer52.com spurs to claim your free case now. That's beer52.com forward slash spurs. Hello, welcome to part two of a wonderful evening we're having here at the Albany, Great Portland Street. Please welcome back Mr. Theo Delaney. 
and the man that I'm sure you all heard part one and incredible stories and, and now we're getting to the meat of that extraordinary iconic season I think for, for most Spurs fans out there please welcome back Mr David Pleat <laughs> right we're going to talk I, your, your memory might not remember and if you don't remember certain games just say like I, I don't remember that we'll move on the 86-87 season first game and Clive has been on the show before when his book came out Clive Allen came back from a really bad injury. Uh, he said to us that you told him to have time off. He said, no, I want to train. I want to get better and all that. First game, I'm sure many of us were. I was certainly there. Villa Park, first game of the season. Hat-trick. 3-0, Clive Allen hat-trick. Mm-hmm. Your first side, your first Tottenham team you took. Clements, Thomas, Stevens, Roberts, Goff, Mabbott, Clive Allen, Mark Falco, Chris Waddle, Hoddle, Galvin, Paul Allen, substitute. I mean, not, not bad side when, to be started when, but, with. But when I hear that, I'm quite proud, really, yeah. because we did change it, and we changed yeah. it in a short while. Yeah. But we changed it sometimes because of circumstances. Uh, Roberts uh, went to Scotland, mm-hmm. and Tony Galvin got injured. Yeah. That, it was very important. That's how the system came to be changed. System, we, we, it, we, we hadn't thought a lot about the system, but we, you kind of, you have a discussion and think, well, we, we'll try it. And of course, it was the first one that was at Oxford. But of course, Roberts, yeah, Roberts wasn't easy. I mean, Roberts was a strong player, did wonderfully well for Tottenham, don't get me wrong. But always remember the game at Chelsea. I think Clive did well at Chelsea. And I think I was too, probably on a bit of a high press conference. You've got to be careful. <laughs> Scholar once said to me, don't make jokes because the press don't understand it. Right. <laughs> well, it's translated, you mean? Yeah, well, yeah. ambiguity. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I remember Reg Drury sadly passed away, News of the World, nice man, said to me in the press conference, where's Roberts today? And I said, I made headlines in the tabloids, he's kicked a few in England, now he's gone to kick a few in Scotland. Right, yeah. And of course... It's a good line, it's a good line. Well, well it was <laughs> a bad reaction, well. got a bad reaction from yeah. Roberts, yeah. <laughs> fell out badly, wrote some nasty things. Mm. That's the way it is. Tony Galvin, good type. Got Are injured. you friends again now with Roberts? Yes, I saw Roberts at the petrol station a few years ago when he was manager of Boreham Wood, believe it or not. Really? Yes, mm. he was manager of Boreham Wood. Th- and, and he's still an ambassador on occasions, yes. I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, we, 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 then, uh, we then drew with Newcastle, beat Man City, Roberts scored. Then we lost at Southampton, we drew at Arsenal, then we lost to Chelsea. Then Clive Allen says in his book, we, won, we beat Liverpool away. Uh, sorry, Liverpool. We beat Leicester away. But you, after the game, you ripped into the players. But what he really saw about you Can't remember was that. that you dealt with all the players in a different way. So you went in there and gave them a bollocking. But you kind of then went around and spoke and to all of them. And he really thought that was really fascinating interest of the way well, that you took different personalities well, I, well, and, you, and you worked with them in different well, ways. Well, it's nice of Clive. I got on well with Clive Allen. You know, Clive Allen is a very interesting person to score 49 goals because... And I've said it to Clive, Clive knows why. He wasn't overly brave. He certainly wasn't overly quick. He certainly wasn't overly clever. He just scored goals. Mm. He wasn't even good in the air. Sorry, of course, (laughs) absolutely. And he wasn't particularly good in the air. (laughs) So, but what he was, but because we got the team to play around him... He played across the width of the 18-yard box. Yeah. And he sensed he could sniff a goal. Yeah. He, tur- he, he kind of a, a top striker knows where the posts are. Mm. It's like a, he has a vision yeah. of if I twist and turn and hit the ball first time, I've got a chance. Mm. Clive Allen had that. And um, 
But of course, it was at Oxford when we really went. Well, we're, we're, we're coming to Oxford, so we just say just to, this is really interesting to get the background where we were. You then we beat a very strong Everton two 0 drew with the old team Luton. You then won one 0 at Anfield, and then uh, this is where the four five one came in, according to players we've had on the show. Training before the Oxford game away in November. People think we started this 4 5 1 no. beginning of the season. It was November. November. I mean, you see with the results, so we're already doing well. It's not like we're bottom of the league. We've got to try something different. The story goes they thought you were just doing a training exercise and you were just like playing around, whatever, whatever. You then said, We're, we're going to do this the next game. Ray, and anyone's got a problem, put your hand up. Ray Clements put his hand up and said, This is the great late Ray Clements. We tried that at Liverpool. <laughs> It didn't work. Apparently, that's what Ray said in, in, in yeah. training. Okay. Now, the 4-5-1, where did it come from? Did it come from watching Belgium in the 86 World Cup no. or the French side? The, where? Be- the Belgium were a great side in 86. They were a good side, attacking side. The Danes, sorry, the Danes. No, 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 no. It was, it was the, the Hoddle was significant to it. All through your, Hoddle's career... Managers, we used to say, he doesn't work hard enough, he doesn't do the running that way, he can create, he's got two wonderful feet, which he had. Wonderful player. I think I took the pressure off Hoddle. I said to Hoddle, look, we've got a ferret, Paul Allen. We've got a link player, Ozzy Ardiles. We've got a clever outside right, Waddle. And we've got a workaholic who I signed, a workaholic who was never appreciated, but he was a very... He covered... Hodgie, he covered. Steve Hodge, yeah. He covered. Who came that, in was and was replaced Roberts. And that was the five-man midfield. Mm. Mm. But Hoddle then was like the second striker. He wasn't a midfield player anymore. He was a, more of a link man, so he didn't have to do that work, yeah. which Keith had asked him to do, I think. Yeah. And Ron Greenwood hadn't played him in the England team more because they didn't think that he could do that side of the game. So that was the beginning, in my opinion, of Hoddle really, oh, don't get me wrong, he did well years before, of course he was a wonderful player, t- two-footed. But that was the start of Hoddle being a really... An like, actual number and, 10, basically, number is what 10, you're talking about. Course, which is, when, when you speak to, to Glenn, he'll say it all happened in Monaco. I know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he does say that. We had him on a few weeks ago. He, does, he says exactly that. Yeah. Of course it didn't happen in but, Monaco. I mean, but this Oxford game, so you come with this system. I don't know who's at the Oxford game. We went to... We were two nil down. We went two down. We said, "What are they doing?" Then we turned around, won four two. Yeah, as you said, Hoddle now in the number ten role. Chris Waddle told, "Stay wide, stay wide." Yes, he wanted to come into the middle. No, no, no. It's literally, do you remember him hugging that touchline? Great mm. story. Played Aston Villa at home. Won the game well. Played ever so well. Waddle was outside right. Hoddle was in that position. Hoddle, it, Waddle comes to me after the game. He said, "I'm not happy." <laughs> I said, what do you mean I'm not happy? We've just won another game. We're on a run. He said, I'm not happy. I want to play in Hoddle's right. position. He wanted to play in I said, I'm sorry, Chris. And I like Chris Waddle a lot. I'm sorry, Chris. You're going to have to cope with it. You're going to have to keep wide. He was a great, what I call, dummy kicker. He was the best dummy kicker where he used to kid the fullback that he was yeah, going to cross it and right. turn out, yeah, yeah. check back. Yeah. Fantastic at it, yeah. and then cross it at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Where someone like Peter Beagre is a good example. Mm. He used to turn and twist about 20 times. The centre forward never knew where to run. Mm. But we, but we Waddle, you know, great, good player. Yeah. And of course, in, he played number 10 when he went to uh, Marseille. Yeah. Incredible that he was, because <laughs> he was so gifted. In any other team, he'd have been the most gifted player. With so he's thinking, why am I having to play on the wing? Yeah. But then, he's got the better, the best number 10 in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Is keeping him. And out then there. one of my favourite players. 
Nico Klassen came in and Mark mm. Falco was sold to Watford. Yeah. Uh, Falco, wonderful player at Tottenham. Yeah. Very, very underrated player at Tottenham. Mm. Nico Klassen, I mean, where did you fight? You know, how yeah. did he come about? Well, World Cup, I was lucky enough. Right. I in the 86 World Cup. It was my very first appointment. ITV asked me if I'd like to join them. Right. And I went to the World Cup. I well, thought it was educational. Yeah. It helps me. I'm watching world-class players. And I went to the World Cup in Mexico in 1986. Uh, Klassen, sharp, brave for a mm. small man, made good runs. And, um, you, you know, you may have quality, but you can, we were just discussing it today about the academy. You think, I, I've just seen a player, funnily enough, I'm going to tell you a story. Mm. Hoddle's, got, Hoddle's got a relation called George Hoddle. Really? He's a 16-year-old boy playing at Cambridge United. Wow. Saw him play the other day. So when we're talking about players in a group at Tottenham, which we're doing now in recruitment, we're saying, if you see a player and he's a good player, and say, yeah, but we've got someone in that position. I call it stock. Mm -hmm. If you've got another very good player, bring him in. Robbie Keane was the best example. I brought Robbie Keane in. 100% where Glenn felt that he had a team he, where am I going to play I was director of football where am I going to play Robbie Keane it's, it, it, it's stock yeah. in the end you might find a place for him but if not you've got another quality player at a very good price from Leeds United who were going broke at the time and we were persuaded Glenn to take him mm. and we never looked back no. uh, you, you know if you see a good player you've got, you, a good player is a good player a good, don't, player, don't is a, turn him down, a good yeah. player is a good player yeah. and, and it betters the quality yeah. Yeah. and it's like our under 23s we had a decent season but next year we're not going to have such a good season unless we sign one or two from other clubs mm. maybe mm. to make it a bit stronger we then, we then had uh, it's okay we then, after, after that game, we just talked to Oxford. 3 all Old Trafford. Man United 3-0. 2-0 win at Chelsea. And then, uh, I remember, a brilliant 4-0 win against West Ham. Uh, but let's, we, we mentioned Clive Allen. You know, obviously the 49 goals. Do you think we'll see someone score 49 goals again in the top flight in, in this football? I mean, it's really incredible, isn't it? It is incredible. Mitrovic will get maybe 49 this year for Fulham, the way they're going, but it's a championship. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he couldn't do it in the Premier League, which is interesting. Sure, yeah. And there is a golf, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. And Division 1 and 2, I say a lot of it this season. I go to those games to find a good young player. It's like an absolute needle in a haystack. Yeah. The standard is very poor mm -hmm. in Division 1 and 2. Massive golf. Um... Will we only see anybody get 49 goals? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Probably not at the top level. Mm. So every, and the defences, everything's getting more difficult to penetrate. They've got this thing called a low block now, mm -hmm. whatever that's supposed to mean. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, it's deep defence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, By another name, yeah. We played with a good low block at Man City. Let's, let's talk about the, now the league cut run. Uh, and obviously the, 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 the game knocked us out, which I think many fans... Site was when the power battle with the Woolwich Wanderers down the road kind of shifted. Early rounds we were brilliant. Barnsley, Birmingham, one of my favourite games of that season. We thumped West Ham 5 0 midweek. Alan Hattrick, a great classing goal. I've chested it was, down. Was that came after the 4 0, close to the 4 0. We played him yes, twice. Yes, played him twice. Four Do you know what? Another man, sadly gone. Lovely man, John Lyle. Yes. John Lyle wrote me a personal letter after those two games with West Ham. Wonderful, handwritten letter. So, manager of West Ham, how proud you must be mm. to take a team of such talented players mm. and, and congratulate. It was so nice of him. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that was amazing. Those two games, that midweek game, it's on YouTube. Go and watch it. That 5-0 was just out of this world. And then the three games against the Woolwich, um, where, you know, in the League Cup, we went ahead in all three of them. Hmm. Willie Morgan, who's famously been on the show many times, told us at half-time in that third game how to get tickets for the final, which apparently, I don't know if it's true or not, the Arsenal players heard in the dressing room and said, hear they that, used it, yeah. hear that. They're announcing where to get the fucking cup final tickets from. And, and I mean, that game, I mean, again, it's certain matches you can't kind of watch back. Mm. We went a goal up at Highbury. Mm. Second leg goal up, Allen. Mm. The, the, I think they to, I think then you tossed a coin home and away. Tossed a coin. Cliven, you know, we've had him on the show, and I think we said it. He missed some good chances in that game as well. I honestly can't remember. Yeah. It's such a yeah. that game and the Manchester City game, which is also a crazy game where we lost it. I know Glenn had a terrible game against Manchester. United, when Glenn was manager, I was directing. 5 3 after 5 3. 3 0 up one. 3 0 up at half time. Silly directors drinking half time. I said, hey. We all did it. 45 <laughs> minutes, it's 45 minutes to go yet. Yeah. And that game when Joey Barton came off at half time. We just talked about it before the game, the 4 and then 3. That missed chances. John Macken scored the winner. John we Macken scored Mind that, Casey Keller. Yeah. I said, my fault, Casey Keller. He couldn't see the ball under floodlights. I'm <laughs> He couldn't. He had, I felt for him. Casey, lovely boy, but don't play him in night games. That's amazing. He was terrible. That was amazing. So, okay, so that was, that was the uh, League Cup. Back to the league now. When did you realise in that season that now the title wasn't up for grabs? You kind of realised can't, we no, can't. can't was remember. that a moment? Or you no, can't? no, can't remember. Can't remember. We, okay. I cannot remember now. So the FA Cup run now. Uh, we played Scunthorpe, Palace, Newcastle, Wimbledon, and then we Watford. Did. Now, Watford, you forget, we all remember the goalkeeper, Plumley in goal, yeah. back to your wine bar. Watford beat Arsenal in the quarterfinals. So they were, they were a decent team. But that whole thing about, we went up to Villa Park, um, and who was it, Sherwood? Who was their tour keeper? Steve Sherwood in goal? No. He no, was injured. No, no uh, did Plumley play in yeah, goal? Yeah, no, yes. Their two, two recognised keepers what? were out. The, the, strangest thing, the strangest thing was they tried to get Bob Wilson, you know, believe it or not. Did they? I'm told, yeah. Wilson. They tried to get Bob Wilson. Wilson must have Bob had retired. Forces. Yes, he'd retired. Yeah, he'd been a broadcaster for several years by yes, then. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. They, I didn't know they, that. they tried for two keepers. Yeah. Because Dave Butler, the physio right, at yes, that Thomas, time, yeah, yeah. are now scouts for Tottenham. Right. And uh, yesterday, we'll talk all the time, but he, I went with him yesterday to Ipswich with Dave. And Dave tells me, and he was a Watford man with Graham Taylor and a Venables man, of course, with England and that. Thinks the world of Venables. And um, he told me that on the morning of that game at Watford, Sherwood had a fitness test right. and all the players were amazed that Graham Taylor decided not to play him. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes, I swear to you. Because there was a huge thing on the papers he, and he, on the news going that, up the motorway. He thought, or he thought Sherwood would play. He wow. could not believe that. Yeah, um, that's an unbelievable story. Huge game and we absolutely dismantled them. Before, yeah. Again, you look at Early the Early goals. Yeah. I, I remember being 4-0 or 4-1. Early goals, I think anyway. we scored. Yeah. Uh, so, th so that was that. And then the final, I just said off there, a, a game I've never watched back. No. Um, again, we started well. Obviously, there was the famous... Too not, not really interest you. We've had John Sherrod on the show. Who else we had yeah. on the show talking about this? Mike Clive Wallow. Allen. Mike Clive Wallow Allen. on the show. All about oh, the, the, shirts. the shirts. Yeah, yeah. The whole shirt mix-up. Well, Glenn up. and Clive have talked and, about it. And uh, you mentioned Peter Day. Peter Day lost his job. 
Yeah. Peter Christie. So afterward, he, he lost his job after this. Uh, Johnny he, he, Wallace, the yeah, kit man. All that became was going on. Re got relegated. <coughs> Scholar blamed. Has anyone ever told you the story? I mean, it's been in class. Well, so only what I was told about it took the wrong bag and this and that, and no one, yeah. you know. Well, it, bit of a mix this up. is the incredible Tottenham story, which could it's a, it's a long story, really. Wait, we're not going anywhere. Right. It's fine. So the shirts are delivered to Peter Day's office, or right. Peter Barnes' yeah. office. Peter Barnes. Was it Peter Barnes, was it? To the Barnes, office. And okay. they stayed in their boxes no. for a while. They had to go There's to a thing to, called yeah. the interlockers. There were two sets of long sleeve, two sets of short sleeves, plain. One set of long for the youth team, one set of short for the youth team, but with no, with no name on, mm. because they couldn't be yeah. sponsored. And the senior shirts were sponsored by Holston. Johnny Wallace went to put the shirts up at the dressing room on the Friday night, and he put the shirts up with the numbers facing outwards. Some short mm -hmm. sleeves, some long sleeve. He knew what the team was, so he put them up around the dressing room. Very hot day. Mm. I remember the boy, a Titchcombe, Adrian Titchcombe, FA, in the tunnel. Shouting, memory you've got, Dave. Shouting, Incredible. shouting, Co Coventry in the tunnel, come on, come on. Because Hoddle and one or two experienced England players had told me, let him wait, let him wait, let him wait. <laughs> we, we made him wait. But of course, and at the last minute, because it was a hot day, they put, the sh they put the shirts on and then the tracksuit on. And, of course, in the emotion, you don't look at your shirt. Mm -hmm. You just put it on and you don't say, oh, oh, what a nice name on it. Or we got They don't even know. Cause it... The irony of this story was that before the cup final, Irving Scholar came to me and said that the, uh, Derek Sandow of ITV, ITV they wanted to do, to do a documentary about the cup run and of course Irving hoped as we all did that we would win the cup and we put a video out I think it was called Betamax or something in those days <laughs> we put, put a video out and sell it for a lot of money to a lot of people and, um, uh, and, uh, and we want the camera in the dressing room My he wanted God. the camera in the dressing room Wow. I called the players in they said Clements we had a bit of a th about three men on it. they all said no Went back to Scholar, said, oh, he's had typical players. They'll do it if we give them money. Mm -hmm. Went back to the players. Players didn't, no, we don't want it. And they were 100% right. So then Scholar said to me, Derek's prepared to put a camera in the thingy. Up, right. so, they, so they wouldn't even know. Secret, <laughs> secret camera. A hidden, what, a hidden camera. camera? An absolutely secret camera. Wow. Yeah. So I said no. The players didn't know. I said no. You had to say no. They wouldn't know that you knew. Anyway, the story, then the players on the field, John Motson and Brian Moore were the commentators. They never even mentioned it. They watched 90 minutes. They didn't even didn't notice, notice it. Yeah. And the first goal was scored by Clive Allen, Three who minutes. happened to have Holston on the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So that, at the that time, was, was beamed around the world. So that was good publicity for Holston. Mm. Um, and then uh, the other story, he was with sitting with Bob Roth, scholar, in the, and he spotted it. But Rollo was a commercial manager. Mm -hmm. You've had Rollo here. Yes, he's been yeah, on the yeah. show. Yeah. Now, as far as I'm aware, Rollo told me so. He's on the other side of the field. Right. And he came down and he spotted it because he's a commercial manager. And he wants to cut to the dressing room quickly at half time to tell the players, you've got a mix up on the shirts. He said he came down to the perimeter, to the fence. And the steward said, who are you? He said, look, I'm from Tottenham. I'm a commercial manager. Right. Of course, 
you know what directors are, oh, directors box tickets. Mm. You can imagine, his yeah. commercial manager is, is on the other side of the field. <laughs> he's, he's not near the director's box. Yeah. Goodness me. Yeah. Anyway, so he comes down and he says he offers him money. And the, 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 the man says, no, I'm sorry, I can't let you through, sir. It's more than my job's worth. Wow. <laughs> and and um, anyway, anyway so, so no one in the dressing room knew anything at half time. We went out again and played the second half. I think had we won the game, I don't think there would have been such a furor. No, no. But after the game, it, that became the issue. Yeah. And I always remember the following day, it's the only ha time it's happened in my life, and I, it was terrible. Scholar called a board meeting on the Sunday morning. It was pissing with rain. I always remember it. It was pissing with rain. And he called a board meeting, Tony Berry, Alexu, Scholar, Sinclair, mm -hmm. the directors at the time. What did you know about this? <laughs> and that was the first time when I felt that Scholar was, I can't explain it, um, beginning to fall out with me a little bit right, as well. Yeah. It's a strange thing. Like it was your fault, by the Well, he thought that... Why even call he thought, into it? He well, thought there were several yeah. people involved in this, yeah, 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 several yeah. people. And anyway, the following day, he, we met down, I don't know where, it was Canary Wharf or somewhere, I don't know, Rollo, me, scholar, we went to see Holston. And of course, Holston said it was worth 250,000 yeah. a year. We're is, going to lose well. the sponsorship. We got the, the club team bus was sponsored by Holston. Anyway, it was a whole Carling were fantastic. The whole page advert in the paper. Yeah. We reached the parts that Tottenham yeah. can't even yeah. see. Yeah. Fucking shit. And Holston never responded. They had a great chance to respond, and, and not, yeah. but, but they didn't, you know. Yeah. Anyway, the bottom line is, sadly, we didn't lose the deal, but we lost the bleeding cup. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, you know, again, I haven't watched it back. I know you haven't watched it back, and why would you? Why don't you, because we were so good that season. Why don't you think, is that the magic of the cup, as they say? Why no. don't you think on the day, and we took the league? Oh, two, oh, two things. I wasn't quick enough to spot the ascendancy that Bennett had over Thomas. Right. That was one. Second thing was, Neil Midgley was the referee. Mm -hmm. And for sure, Kilkline should have been sent off for the foul on Mabbott in the centre circle. Kilkline was then limping. He wasn't sent off, but they replaced him with Roger. Roger was involved with the goal that they scored, the own goal. But he made the... Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm telling you, I know Ron Atkinson was commentating that time. That was a most terrible foul on, on Mabbott in the centre circle. But, of course, at the time, the only other player that had been sent off, I think, prior to that was Moran of Man, yes, Man United. United. Yeah, that's Moran. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Midgley, who I thought was a good referee. He bottled it. He bo I think he bottled it. Mm. It was a terrible you know, it was, it was a huge disappointment for, for all of us. Obviously, terrible. the first time we'd, we'd, we'd lost the, the major final. Yeah. But then the next season, we kind of went... Obviously, fans did. We went into real op optimism. Obviously, you knew Glenn was, was, was going... Uh, you brought in Johnny Metgood. Oh, John. uh, it was a tidy player. Obviously, no, no one's ever going to be. No one's ever going to be Glenn Hoddle. Yeah. Chris Fairclough came in. Yeah, Chris. and again, for those shorter memories, just two defeats in the first ten games, and compete from the season before the season beyond. You did fourteen home wins in a row. Yeah. Carrying on, and then it, you know it was an incredible start to the, the season. The funny thing about that five-man midfield was people said, "What a wonderful attacking system!" But it was a very good defensive system mm. too, because the fullbacks always had the cover of someone like Waddle mm. wide, so he was protecting either Stevens or who, or Chris Hutton. And on the other side, I'm right, yeah, Mitchell Thomas. Mm. 
um, was being protected by Hodgie, who was a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah. So we, d- defensively, we, we, I think we went loads of games without conceding a goal. Mm. Mm. We had a terrific defence. And, of course, Ray Clements then was just beginning to wane, you know, mm-hmm. because I've always thought this, that when goalkeepers get into their 30s, they lose that little bit of bravery. Interesting. That's just my theory on that one. Well, we'll talk about Hugo Lloris in a minute. Yeah. It's very interesting you said that. that, uh, You know. And and, um, what can I say? So, looking back on it, people Mm. tell me these things. I've seen the hooching goal and, of course, I've... You know, I see John Sillett and yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you call it, prancing around yeah, the pitch like Pratt's. And, and I think to myself, could have been me, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't matter now. It's finished. It's history. But, but We um, had that great run. And obviously you talked about David Evans and the, the stuff going on with, with the papers. Bad man. Did you feel, again, in high, I know everything's in hindsight. Did you feel that you kind of had to resign? Did You, you mentioned skirt, scholar things turning. The club... Seemed to kind of back you, and then yes, the second story came out and didn't back you. Do you think, in hindsight, they didn't really back you, or did they? And well, would you would you have done anything differently now? I think I got to have the Fifth Amendment here. Right. Scholar, scholar, and Alexu. Um, there was talk that already spoken to Terry. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is. So it's a timing thing, wasn't and, it? And, and I always thought Tottenham at the time. Heard. I can't explain. I said to people at the time, "You're never going to last too long at Tottenham right. as a manager." Right. Because I always felt that they were, they got impetuous. It was like having a divorce. They, they find always looking over their shoulder. They're always looking. You know, yeah. are we doing as well? You know, the next next yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, no. This man's for a long term, and this yeah. man can be a long term. And I just sensed that I was coming. Well, a terrible thing. I remember going to Norwich, and that was another terrible argument with Scholar. Scholar was very close to Harry Harris, and the Daily Mirror were getting all the stories about Tottenham. Right. And uh, Paul Allen's poor daughter, Sophia, Sophie, I think, she passed away when she was 30-odd. She was wonderful. She was very unwell, being born. And um, Paul Allen did a story. I didn't know at the time, but he's told me since. It was, he did it with Dennis Roach. It was a horrible man. I'm sorry to say. It was a horrible <laughs> Julie, they laughed there. It was a horrible man. Julie's got some stories. He was, he was an agent. He was a horrible yeah, he was man. He was Coddle's agent for a while. And when I first went Coddle's into Tottenham, agent. Irving Scholar said, you don't deal... Let me tell you one thing, he said. You don't deal with Dennis Roach. I said, why? He said, well, we've just been to, not Rwanda, somewhere, Zimbabwe or somewhere, and he owes us money. Don't deal with him. One of the first players that we were looking to sign, his agent was Dennis Roach. Incidentally, Hoddle also had him. Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. And, um, of course... We dealt with Dennis Roach. Mm. You know, that's football. Mm. It's terrible. It's terrible. There's no no morals in in, in that. And um, so, anyway, so he did the story. Dennis Roach did with Paul Allen, but they did it in the sun. And that upset Scholar. Did you know about this story? Because they asked me in the press at Norwich, where's Paul Allen today? And I said, well, he's not not available or something like that. He tried to obscure the comment. And... um, uh, we didn't, you know, Paul Allen was seeing to his wife and the, his baby, and um, and of course the story was in the paper on the Monday, and Scholar went mad. If you knew about this, why didn't you tell me? And um, fancy doing it in the Sun? Why? Because he was a mirror man because oh, of Harry Harris. Oh, yeah, he told Harry he'd get 150% all the stories. One hundred and fifty percent a mirror man. Yeah. Yeah. You could, uh, and the whole thing you you couldn't be like. I remember Ron Atkinson at Manchester United giving everything to one 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 reporter Paper. called yeah. Peter Fitton, and in the end it cost him. His, it, Ron says it almost cost him his job because all the other press turned against Ron yeah. because he was stupid enough to think one man yeah. can. 
we, 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 we've we, got to be fair to everybody. We, 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 we're running out of time, and I, I want to talk. No, don't apologise. I want to talk. I'm, I'm going to. We're going to talk a bit about Leicester and, and, and back at Luton and Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Let's go to a very short break. Back in one minute. Very interesting now because, you know, what a lot of people certainly forget, you, I think, the first director of football ever at Tottenham Hotspur. Scholar. Under, uh, Alan, Alan, under Alan Sugar. Uh, and then, obviously, when certain sackings went, you came in as caretaker manager. How did you find, and obviously, Alan Sugar's gone on to The Apprentice or whatever. How did you find working under Alan Sugar? I have to tell you, although he could be brusque, he could be rude, but he could be funny and... My memory of him is walking around that boardroom table, munching grapes and celery, telling everyone what they should be doing. Right. So he was a dictator in a way. He didn't really understand football, and he'd, he'd admit to that now. But he had a, he had a vision, not only around the premiership table, when he, mm. about Sky. One of the best stories with Sugar was when they were all discussing and arguing, there was David Dean, Ellis of the Villa, Edwards of Man United, Gibson of Middlesbrough, the man from had uh, the Caravan Parks, West, West Ham, the, not Pratt, uh, what was his name? Um, um, she, um, the previous chairman. West Terry... Um, shit. Terry anyway, Sam and Matt, Sam and Man, because we used to sit... <laughs> what, uh, we used to sit next to T Terry Brown. Brown, Brown, yes, sir. So we used to sit, and um, he never said a word. Sam and Man did, around him. But the, the, the bottom line was, Sugar said, they were all arguing about the television money. Yeah. And I remember Sugar saying, I can't remember exactly figures, he said, gentlemen, if we get 3,000, 30,000, 300,000 or 3 million, we'll piss it up the wall, we'll give it all to the players, and we might as well be back to square one. <laughs> Prune juice. And he was so right. He was so correct that if we would have retained that television money, 60% for the players, kept 40% for a fighting fund for the future, for academies, for charities, whatever, he was right. And he was right later about the director of football. They absolutely hammered the idea in the national press here, Martin Samuel and people like that. Directors of football, oh, managers is... manage clubs. What do we want the director of football for? But this, this is what I was going to say. Italy it was, were already doing it. it. Is that, but this is it. It was seen as so continental. And even to this day, I think a lot of fans don't get their heads around it. How did you find the role of being now after, you know, player, manager, coach? Well, you're now upstairs, director of football. How did you find the role and, you know... What was your remit, working with well, Sugar? Well, what what were you meant of, to do? You're a conduit between the board and the, and the manager because right. you understand the manager's problems. Right. So the board might be going crazy because we've lost two games on the So trot. it was Hoddle the first manager under you? Director no, football? no, no, no. Um, was it before? I came in, as, uh, believe it or not. That was George. When Christian Gross came in with his oh ticket. Oh, my God, I've got this tube ticket. <laughs> so Christian was the first manager under you? He was a very genuine guy. And still, very, still coaching? I believe so, in, yes, in, in Germany. Germany, Germany in in, yes, yeah. and I believe he's coming, he's coming to England soon because someone rang me and said he'd like to come to a game in March. Oh, okay. I think we should get him on here. Love to get him on here. <laughs> you know? Surely. We're right by the tube. But we, it's but just that he gets the water. tube here. Yeah. You but you see, you see, if you have player power, which we had at Tottenham at the time, Everson, Anderton, Ferdinand... Uh, it was a very strong dressing room that I took over as director of football. And so on the same day, 
Sugar announced rather quietly, and I'm bringing in a director of football. The press, generally, in the media, thought, what a daft idea. He wrote a most brilliant letter to the League Managers Association, and also the other chairman that did was Sheepshanks, who wrote a letter. And it was a very good letter, I have to say, saying that the board of directors have to admit they know very little about football. They're accountants, they're solicitors. They've never been in a dressing room. They don't really understand the nuances of the game, although we're all great supporters and love the game. But they're not really, for that stupid, in brackets, football people. So he said, what we need is a football person who can advise us, help us, who can help the manager, and is is a, you know... But, of course... The public didn't accept it and felt the manager's the most important thing. He's the most important man. How can you have a director of football? But, of course, as time has evolved, the directors of football have become the man with the strategy and the philosophy and the longer term, and he's been party to the employment of the coach. Yeah. It's changed. But Sugar had that vision, and there was a couple of other things that he... he, um, he, he was. Listen, you know he's made all that money. I mean, he's a very shrewd man. But in that era, we kind of, in hindsight, we kind of struggled bringing through like homegrown players. Obviously, Ledley came through. Yeah. And then obviously we brought in Davis, Etherington, Gardner, Doherty from that the was, lower leagues. That was Sugar's idea. <coughs> yeah. Sugar said to me... They didn't really work, did they? No, <coughs> but we made money on all of them. Right. And yeah. Sugar once said to me one day, why don't we go and get some of the best English players? I said, well, they've got to be good enough, uh, Alan. He said, scattergun. Scattergun effect. Go and get four or five of the best young players. One of them will do it. Yeah, and then you make your money back and more, right? And I didn't think it was such a bad idea. Yeah. Ask Chelsea now. Yeah. yeah. Football factory at Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. With, and, and Brighton also, incidentally. Right. Brighton have got about 19 players at the moment out on loan. Right. People don't realise that. Mm. I've got a lot of time for Brighton. Mm. We need a balance at the moment at Tottenham between... We're not football. We don't want to, Daniel doesn't want to have a football factory philosophy, mm. but I also believe we should be looking to buy in a few more younger players mm. yeah. at more money than we're prepared to pay at the moment. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's something else. Mm. Um, so, that, that also, so those young players came through. And the other thing you had early on, the whole Sol Campbell saga. Yeah, well, I have to tell you, we, we met him a couple of times, me and Sugar, quietly. And Sugar was very upset about it because he'd done a lot. When he was a good young player and was at Lillishall with the um, School of Excellence, um, we, we, we got evidently he spoke to his mother and he did a lot of groundwork to make sure Sol came to Tottenham Hotspur. And Sol was an interesting character. He was a very strong player. George didn't fancy him too much, I've got to tell you. George didn't fancy him too much. But Sugar says now, and Sugar's wrong, because he's got what's called a selective memory, Sugar. (laughs) And and he says that had we dropped Campbell, as soon as he wouldn't give us an idea what he was going to do, why didn't we drop him? He blames George and me. Because I was very close with George. I was very close with George. But I never, even when it happened, I didn't think it was going to work for Tottenham. But I went with it. Um, So... He said to, that um, uh, 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 Campbell wouldn't give us a, a decision. So he says now, you sh- if you'd have left him out and he wasn't playing, he couldn't play for England. That would hurt him so much, he would want to um, he would, he would resign. In that, so, but, but as a manager, I'm putting myself in George's position, or as a coach or whatever, you've got to play your best team. 
He's there, he's one of your players, he's being paid every week. What do you do? You leave him out and you maybe sacrifice one or two results. It's a very interesting thing, mm. you know, as a moral issue too. And the fact was that we didn't leave him out, although I have to say, if it was very wet and windy and he had a little sore ankle, he might not be too keen to go to play at Manchester or Newcastle. Mm. If you know but what he I mean. Was, he was Fre Freddie Canute was the same. Yeah, he, mm. but he was he was definitely tapped up because I went to oh Sky Andrews. Um, I went to bizarre one. I ended up going to see England play in Albania in Tirana. Oh. We went over. It was during the foot and mouth disease. And we had to put the sheep dip to go through, <laughs> and me. But I went to a restaurant and Norman Wisdom was there because he was a big name in Albania because he was against the man. Massive in Albania. Massive in Albania. And me and the Tottenham friends were there and David Dean was there. This is way, this is way before anything had gone on and we all had a few glasses of wine. David Dean is very, you know, convivial man. Networker. And uh, he said, boys, boys, Sol Campbell's coming to us. And we were like, oh, come on, it was our captain. No chance. And this was like... a good couple of months before anything happened so clearly he'd been tapped up at some stage. Yeah, well players are being tapped up all the time unfortunately and there's very little you, you can do about that well, no, uh, let, let's let, let's let's move forward because it's sorry. so much so much to come now you still advise our chairman now as a, as us football fans do you understand fans frustrations that the club the, the the current club policy i believe is that we'll spend on the pitch what is generated internally and I think a lot of us think that's why, since Pochettino, we've fallen behind the top three. There's a frustration with fans that the club seems to be happy to borrow to build a stadium, but not to borrow to put maybe a great team on the pitch and go out and buy ready-made players. You talked about, under the sugar era, scattergun approach. There's a frustration with Tottenham fans. There was two transfer windows. We didn't buy anyone. There's still no backup striker to Harry Kane. You talked about uh, Robbie Keane. Just get Robbie Keane in. I don't know where he's going to fit him. Get a good player in. Do you... Uh, what could you say about that? Do you think th 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 there's a truth in that? Or has football changed so much? I try and generalise it. If I sold a player and had a lot of money... Me, well, they, did, they, they scattered the money, didn't they, when we got the big money for bail? Mm. They scattered yes. the money. Chip yeah. Kirichis, yes. this one, that one, Ericsson, mostly foreign yeah. players. They got, if you're having foreign managers, you tend to be associated, they are, with foreign agents. There's been a lot of foreign chairmen. I think we're the only club at the moment in the Premiership who has, if you take Joe Lewis out of it, but he's English, mm. that doesn't have foreign money Mm. Although we have American banks, I think, supporting the stadium. But we haven't got, like, every other club have got a foreign connection. Mm. Even, even I don't, oh, I don't think Brighton. Or no, Brighton, Brighton, Brighton yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but there is a little bit of right, okay. a Brighton. Mm, investment there, There yeah. is a bit of investment yeah. at Brighton. And West Ham have got it now with the Czech guy. Yeah. So, so we've, we, we've run it. So, so they've got all that money to spend from Bell. So at the time, they thought, we can have a go. Mm. Let's get fearful player. Now, I, I personally, this is just me, mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that. If I had 100 million to spend, say now, mm. I wouldn't divide it to three players. I'd go and get the boy. For example, there's a boy at West Ham. I'd buy him. Because right. of his age. Yes. Because of his age Declan and everything Rice. else. Yeah. I'd buy him if we yeah. could buy 100 him. Million. 100 get million. Yeah. I would buy him. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, but that's the, He's a Chelsea that, fan, though, isn't I'm he? Trying to generalize. Come to I'm trying to generalise. I'm trying to generalise and yeah. say it's like that's my mm. philosophy. Uh, yeah. uh, get the dead cert. 
get, get the dead shirt. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 you know, which a, a ready-made player is my point. Yeah. Ab- Go and get players that improve in the Premier a, League, a really, have a winning mentality, a, a, get them in this team well, now. A top player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a really top player. So, you know, it's slightly... Um, but, um, no, I, I mean, I... Um, I mean, let, let's clear. I watch players... There's a slight crossover between academy youngsters and basically it's youngsters. Mm. The senior players will always come from the manager or the head coach in conjunction with his director of football. Mm. So that's very foreign based at the moment. Well, one player you you brought in who I think was not for the first team, went straight, Delhi Alley. Well, Delhi was simple because it was too easy for me to get Delhi Alley because I lived not far from Milton Keynes. I knew the chairman, I knew Delhi Alley. I was aware who the agent was. And, and you know, one day I went to Delhi Alley. I said, Delhi, because I used to do handwritten reports. And, that, and then they preceded them, handwritten, my handwritten reports, and they went in. And I remember going to Baldini. I took Baldini to Milton Keynes. He spent the whole bloody 90 minutes on his phone, honestly, on his phone. And we were watching Delhi Alley. Because I was pushing Deli Ali when he first went in, he was sixteen. Because Liverpool lived with him, weren't they? Well, no. What happened there was the manager Robinson um, okay. took him to a ne- to a hotel in London r- illegally to see the manager, which was Houllier, because he wanted him to go to Liverpool. He had no permission from Winkleman, his chairman, and and Winkleman said to me. Uh, he, he, you know, shouldn't have done it, da da da. But you're going to have, because originally I, I said one in my report if we go in now, we're getting for £1 million. Pound. No. When, you know, and he, his very first game I saw, I think, was against Coventry. And he was, he, I thought he was 17. I wrote in the report, he was 17. I found that afterwards, he wasn't quite 17 yet. No. Um, and of course, Deli Ali had almost had, um, when he came to us, he'd already two and a half seasons, and of course, we loaned him back. But, you know, I think. I'm going to be honest. I think it's very sad what's happened to Deli Ali. Yeah. He's been handled very. We all loved. We all He's loved, been handled love badly by a lot of people, yeah. not least of all the people that have surrounded him. Yeah. Deli Ali is what I call a third man runner, which in football terms means. He's not one of these players already at his best when he's playing that seeks the ball and wants to play. Like, but he he will see the space. And when Kane knocked it back to Ericsson, Ericsson knew yeah. that he was on it. That's when he was at his best. Mm-hmm. He can score goals in that respect. And if Lampard realises that, he'll have a player. Mm-hmm. But he's got to take, the team's got to develop around, that, around Ali if, it, if they want that. But Ali was, was good. Oh, and, and, and poor old Delhi. None of the, I'd seen him playing left midfield for Tottenham. I saw him playing centre midfield. I saw him play up front against Morecambe. I thought, what, what are they doing mm. with Deli Alley? Um, I think he's, he's been his own worst enemy in many ways. Yeah, I think and, and that's, that's rather off, sad. He couldn't handle the, the fame or whatever it was. Mm. Um, Why do you I, think? I, I, went, I went to him one day and said, Deli, I've found all my reports of you. I've got six here, full scaps. Mm. Uh, and Brist- I remember the games, uh, some of the games. <laughs> I, I went to Bristol City once to watch him away from home. Right. And I remember he didn't, didn't do that well. But what I thought was he, he, he tried, he was genuine. Mm. Didn't do that well that day. Uh, Bristol City beat them 3 2. And, um, but anyway, in the end, we, uh, we, I was on the way to a game and I, I did get a call from Daniel Levy, 100%. And he said, um, the agents rang him and said that Deli Ali is going tomorrow for a medical, I think it was at Villa, but Newcastle also want him. 
what should we do? I said, it's a no-brainer, Daniel. You must sign him. What are they wanting for him? They've agreed a £5 million fee. On the nose, whatever. Fortunately, Daniel said Did you think you would go straight in the first team? Did you think, do you think there was something there at the time to go, this guy's... No, got, I wasn't. Because he did. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, yeah. he carried on at Milton Keynes that season. Um, when I saw Alex Ferguson, in, subsequently, he couldn't believe how Manchester United, he really berated them, how they missed him. Mm. Because um, I remember I saw him in Macedonia, Skopje, I think it was, or somewhere, and he was moaning about they'd just signed Matic for a lot of money from Chelsea, yeah. 40 million. And it was Mourinho who'd signed him. Right. And he was going mad about it because <laughs> he says the man can't run. As it, he says, as it happens, Matic has done quite well considering he can't run. Yeah. But Alex was scathing. He said, why didn't we sign that boy, Ali? Mm. He said he played against us in the League Cup. The League Cup. He said, That's we, we all saw him like. and we didn't do anything yeah, about yeah. it. I didn't tell Alex that I was the man. Why do you think... <laughs> why, exactly. Why did you think then, you know, still connect with the club, the wonderful Champions League run, why do you think on the pitch... We've seemed to have gone backwards. Uh, the show we recorded before you arrived, obviously the wonderful result against Manchester City on the back of two pretty We defended well, defense. didn't we? We defended yeah. well and we broke you well. Know, where, where do you think we are? Do you think how... You look at the team currently, how... And the wonderful coach I think we, we've got at the moment. How far do you think this, this present team will go? Or if you were still the manager now, what areas... Do you think need uh, to be improved? I, I just, I, we're in a state of flux, do they call it? I, I don't, I can't, I can't be sure. I think it's in football, it's getting the right combination of players, mm. players who respect each other and play well with each other. And I was pretty certain that when Dyer came back, who's had a, a revival in his career mm. as a centre back, that he would come back. I like the system. Wing backs have to be. So athletic nowadays, about to run. Unfortunately, Ryan Sessignon, who was party to when we signed him, hasn't managed to find the confidence to to do it. I don't know what. Still a player there, though. You think? I would hope so, yeah. but but it's a difficult one. Um, and and obviously the right back has been slow to settle. They made some very good blocks he's at quite Manchester, young, though, still, and he's young. Someone told me a story about him. I was with the Irish Republic manager, Stephen Kenny, at Milton Keynes. And Stephen Kenny told me that after a tournament where the Republic of Ireland played Brazil, immediately after that tournament, Barcelona signed him. That's how impressive he was. He's still a young man. So we need, we need time on that one. I personally didn't think Aurier was that bad, but of course he made mistakes at vital times. Well, this is it. it and, a lot of people and, say, and, is the and, new one an improvement? And furthermore, the one I really loved, and I really loved him, I thought Trippier was a Tottenham fullback because he could pass a ball, he could cross a ball, he was a footballer. That was a and weird decision. He was well, the first major player. Oh, I didn't know they that. He was, the, he was the first major player to go. I was a Pochettino. great shame because yeah. I saw Trippier play for Burnley one day at Watford. I said, he was on loan from Man City and he crossed two balls to the back post and Rodriguez, it was his first spell at Burnley, right. absolutely on a sixpence. What a wonderful crosser of a ball. And I like Trippier. I was so sorry to see him go. I spoke to him. I remember he just got the freedom of Ramsbottom, I think. In, in, um, and I, I said, Not many people can say I, that. I said, um, I, said, I said, you'll be able to drive the sheep across the bridge. Because I heard that yeah. if you're a Freemason yeah, or something, yeah, you can yeah. drive the sheep. He didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> but uh, tri- tri- I like Trippier. 
I, I, it's just a shame we, we, yeah. we sold Trippier. What do you think about um, Antonio Conte? I think a lot of fans still can't believe he's at the club. Maybe that whole sliding doors, which the timing, well, we, he's at the club at the moment. Do you think he'll be looked after within the club? You mentioned director of football. Well, Paratich is there. They know each other. He's the sort of conduit, I assume, I, between him I and I would hope so, as long as they don't believe that there's no players in this country. Mm. It isn't yeah. the best players in this country do cost a lot of money. I expect I know that there's a premium to pay, which is a bit extra. Yeah. But at the same time, my view on foreign players uh, that if you have too much of a cosmopolitan, I mean, I saw a game the other week. Who was it we played? Not it wasn't Brighton. Uh, cleverly, Watford. Mm. One one English player, Foster wasn't in goal. Cleverly played. How can Watford have a successful team mm. where they change their players every year? foreign players they, they, some of them don't settle the agents are telling them they can get a better deal back in France the wife might be back in Italy with the children how can they be accepted or contented as an English player you know so my worry is that we've, we've just got to keep that balance and if you look back and I've got figures, actually, which I won't quote, from 1990 to 2020, the players we bought and the players we sold. I mentioned it to Mourinho. He, he thought it, uh, it was a slight. It wasn't a slight. It was a fact. It was a fact. The, the, the amount of money we spent on foreign players, mm. and you know there's only three players? I'm going to quiz question. Oh. Three players at Tottenham bought from abroad who made a profit for the club. Wow. We're talking money now. Who it wasn't Sergio Rebroff. <laughs> Berbatov, Modric, and the third one you won't get. Batongan? No. Since which? No, we didn't make money on Batongan or Since which years? Which years? Between which years? No, you won't get it. Which years? Between well, what? Fairly, fairly oh, recent. He came back uh, overweight and they weren't happy with him. And Dombele? No. No. Vimmer. Vimmer. Vimmer did. What a, piece right. of, what a bit of business Hobbit that was. Son's favourite best Wow. We signed yeah, him for four million and we sold him to Stoke for about 14 million. Oh, my and, God. And Mr Coates, the chairman, said, I hope my wife doesn't, not wife, my daughter doesn't make so many bad decisions in As, Bet365. Yeah. Three, six, five. Six, five, yeah. yeah. So, three, no. so that's really, what a great fact. Three well, just, players. You can think about that. You may be able that's to find some more. But very on English players, let me tell you, and academy players... We've done all right. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's Bentalab, Mason, Townsend, yeah. Kane, the next one. You, you can go through the list. Awesome. Walker Peters. Walker Peters. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. He looks like a good player, doesn't he? He is a good player. Yeah. He was a good player. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think they recognised it. But we, we made, our mistake was we didn't get him out on loan. Yeah. I think we'd have seen so toughen him up a bit. What is... Because yeah. I, I generally don't know, and obviously you're still going to games every week what is the official scouting system at Tottenham and how's, how does it work because I know the Chiefs obviously um, Hitchens gone Paul Mitchell's been and gone yeah. um, I don't how, know how does it work <laughs> but, when you go, but when you go to a game you mentioned you go to a game are you going because you're just such a football man you want to go to games or is someone saying David do us a favour there's a full back at so oh, yeah, yeah yeah to a certain extent of course right. uh, yeah I, I, look, I, make a regu- I might make a recommendation from time to time yeah. But then it's interesting. We're not talking about Tottenham now. We're talking about football. Managers manage, recruiters recruit, and coaches coach. And football's political. So people sometimes tend to look after their own area. 
So you bring a player in, a, rec- a recruiter will bring a player in, and the coaches say, well, let's, uh, let us have a look at him first, mm-hmm. which is acceptable. But the coaches then may say, not for us. Yeah, that's it. It's a very difficult to get the consensus with it. Yeah, the synergy. So recruitment is so important as well, so important. Yeah. You can't be successful with everyone. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very difficult... Um, all you, you have to have a very good feeling between the people who are in the different departments, yeah. let's put it like that. Yeah. And then, of course, in the end, they talk about players. You can fancy a player. You can do, in the end, it go to, the recommendation goes to the chairman. I mean, everyone will take credit for it when they write their books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but in the end, it's the, ch- it's the chairman yeah. and the bank manager. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones who says yes. Yeah. They're the ones who have to put the neck on the and line. And every signing is a gamble, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah, I mean, Abs- you have to accept that. Of course that, it is. It's, yeah. it's a gamble. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you can pay millions and the bloke can break his leg. Yeah. It's a... You know, there is a certain amount of chance in it. Look at that man, uh, the, the Lukaku boy. You know what I mean? He's yeah. supposed to have seven touches, so all yeah, the best, best striker in the world 90, last year. 97 Useless. million, you know. Yeah. It's a, it, it's, I think it's a combination. So, so if I was looking at, say, a centre-forward, like, can he combine? I think that's important. You can talk about pace. You can talk, oh, he's a good header of the ball. He looks after the ball. He keeps the ball very well. One of the things I look for, can he play with other players? Can he see other players around him? Mm. That's where Kane is such a brilliant player. Mm. His passing, mm. his, his, his vision, mm. his cross-field passing, both feet. Mm. What wonderful player. Wonderful player. David, his academy player. Townsend. Yeah. Um, academy player. Yeah. I mean, there's been, been so, so many. And um, have they been let go too early? In one or two cases, maybe. Mason tells me. He thinks he was let go too early, but that was partly his own fault. He was impatient. Yes, yeah, he's, he's he been want- on the show as well. Yeah, yes, he wanted to. He felt that he wanted to be in the, the first team. team yeah. So yeah. he went. He went off to Hull. Yeah, yeah. nice boy. Yeah, nice been boy. On is lovely. David, to wrap up now, you've obviously been associated with Tottenham for what over thirty-five years now, in various guises. What's the club mean to you? What does Tottenham Hotspur mean to you? I take what Danny Blanchflower said. 100% what Danny Blanchler said, we all know it. The game is about glory. The game is, is putting bums on seats. Harry Haslam used to say to me, we want one player in the team that the public want to look forward to coming to see. And throughout the years, Tottenham have always had one player. Whether it be Gascoigne, whether it be Hoddle, whether it will be Clive Allen, whether it be Waddle, Hoddle, you, they've always entertained. I don't, whatever you say, and we've had some terrible back, hit backs, kickbacks, you know what I mean? Mm. But I can't think of a club in the country where we've had so many top players mm. uh, and, and, tra- and, and really gone out to be, to me, that's, I want to see a good... I was a queer manager because I, when we won and played badly, I swear to you, I didn't enjoy it so much. Yeah. But the greatest feeling is to win and know you've played really well. Yeah. It's a wonderful feeling. Yeah. I, I was accused of not enjoying wins as much as I should. Mm. Maybe I should have done. But I, I, I used to... Uh, I remember going with Sheffield Wednesday to Villa. We drew 2-2. I played Decanio with Carboni up front. Mm. I, I signed both, Carboni yeah. and Decanio. Great players. Well, 
the, the uh, Redknapp thought he was good after he signed him off. I took him from Celtic, not yeah. Redknapp. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but Di Canio was a was a good player, but he was crazy. It was a yeah. lun- it was a yeah. lunatic. Not but I remember, I always remember a director at uh, Sheffield Wednesday. We drew two two. This true story, and I always remember we drew two two at Villa. And I, went, I remember going back on the bus and thinking how much I enjoyed watching us play today. Yeah. And them two playing together up front, two little Italians, were bloody clever. Two weeks later, we got hammered at Manchester and the two buggers never tried a leg. Mm. And I got the sack. Yeah. Honestly, that's how fast football. Yeah. It's out of your hands, your hands sometimes. Yeah. 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 But that thing you say about you, were, you, you, you didn't get enjoyment just from winning, you had to win and play well. That's straight I out the Bill to... Nicholson manual. Bill Nicholson Bill... famously went to that cup final yeah. when they won the double and said, I'm not yeah. happy because he didn't yeah. play well. Yeah. He went to the other room, I, I, went to the it, other dressing room. Yeah. Yeah. You should have won today. It's the was, Tottenham way. I was telling the recruitment people the other day a story about Bill Nicholson because we have this argument. You, you've hit on it, recruitment and coaching, trying to prove the others. So I had a Lenchies, right, John Monker and Ted Buxton, three scouts sitting in an office going to games and the great Bill Nicholson who'd come back as the... Yes. So I had a tip-off from Scotland um, from a, uh, a journalist who pa- passed away now. Um, oh, dear. He was a big friend of... Um, oh, dear. Don't matter. Uh, nice man. And he told me about this player. So I sent... Uh, the scouts went to watch him and they came back with quite good reports. So I said, Bill, can you go to Scotland this weekend to watch a player at... I don't know, it might have been at Dundee. And he went to, He came back, he came in on the Tuesday. I said, well, Bill, how did it go? What did you think? He said, who, who sent me to watch that player? I said, well, I sent you, Bill, because the, the, the two scouts, Cheese Wright and Monker, said that he's a good player. Sack them, he said. I said, what do you mean, Bill? He says, they don't even, he doesn't even prepare correctly for the ball. And it's a great... In other words, like Hoddle. Hoddle got into line with a ball quick. He could play it away, left foot, right foot. A, a lesser player will take two touches before it, and that's time. Mm. Time. By the time he's controlled it and he's, he's moved it and then yeah. he's played it, it gives the other defender yeah. a chance to yeah. get in position. So Bill Nicholson sees that within the first two minutes and thinks anyone who thinks that's a good player doesn't know yeah. what a good so, player is. So we were fortunate to have Bill Nicholson. Yeah. We were, I was fortunate to we have We were Bill saying Nicholson. on the show a couple of weeks ago how we can't believe how many players, especially midfield, don't receive the ball on the half turn. Yeah. Whereby they get the ball, yeah. they, they lose it immediately because they haven't. They don't know what's behind them. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. The clever players on the half turn, and he knows, he knows, ball's yeah. gone. Ericsson, I liked Ericsson. Yeah, I think Eric, he was a frail player, frail player. You know, you know, didn't have, but he had the brain. Yeah, he class. Had the brain. He's, he'll be playing this think, weekend. I think. Yes. I, well, my friend Butler, who's also got heart, had a heart problem. He collapsed years ago. He doesn't. He doesn't think he'll play first team football. Why? Because he thinks it's not about fitness, mm. it's about a clash right. if he gets a knock. Mm. Mm. And, and he will get a knock. Yeah. And I hope he plays. He's a very nice guy. But if he gets a very bad knock, it could, it could, uh, it could affect him. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not sure. I hope he plays. Mm. And because uh, Brentford have done, you know, what Brentford have done have done very yeah. really well. But they could do with him right now, a player like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. Brentford yeah. are going to slowly become involved. Yeah. Mm. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. It's been an incredible uh, evening with you. Your insight, anecdotes, been absolutely fantastic. Uh, for everyone here, please show your appreciation. Mr. David Pitt.
If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.